What is up, everybody? It is your boy, Michael, joined as always with Lincoln, coming at you with another episode of the Left Hand Backhand. Um, how's it going? It's going good. What up, what up? Welcome, everybody. Yes. Uh, we have some disc golf news to talk about, as yeah. in a tournament I just played in, as well as the USW DGC. Yep. Uh, so we'll talk about that today. We're going to talk about some new discs to our bag slash what Michael threw. And this is a surprise for me. So yeah, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. And then of course we'll finish it up with what we're looking forward to in the upcoming week or so. Yeah. So a lot of disc golf played by us over the weekend and a lot of disc golf played by the FPO division. Um, U.S. Mm-hmm. Women's Disc Golf Championship went down. Uh, we can go over results real quick, and then we can talk about any key points that we want to bring up. Um, but I'm on FP50. Des Redding took down FP50, so that's awesome. Way to go, Des. Way to go, He's Des. still out there. Um, but rounding off the top five to ten players, we had Chris and Tatar taking it down, completing the sweep of the season uh, majors. Grand uh, slam. Yeah, grand slam. First time for FPO. Well, yep. first time an FPO player has won four. Correct. First time before majors. a grand slam. Not that they won all the majors, but yes. won yeah. four majors. Yeah. Uh, then you had Owen Scoggins in second, uh, Hannah Blomroos, Evelina Solonen in fourth, tied with Haley King. Uh, and then you got Jessica Weiss, Valerie Monahano, Stacey Ronsley, Missy Gannon, and Lucky Lorenzen tied for eighth. So that's through our 10 players. So, yeah. Not bad. Good results for those players. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to shout out you to start. Last week, you said one of your storylines to watch coming into this was Kristen Tatar being that if she won, she would be the first FPO player to win a Grand Slam, which is four majors in a season. There yeah. are other FPO players historically who have won all the majors, but there weren't two or too three. many other majors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is the first that there's been four. So she's created history, which yeah. you uh, put on our radar last week. So props yeah. to you for shouting out that. Yep. So it was it was exciting. Um, first round, she wasn't out of it because obviously she ended up winning, but. It looked bleak, to say the least. Um, she was on third card, which is the first time in all four all four majors this year that she wasn't on a lead card after round one. Oh wow! And I mean, to be fair, she's only three strokes off. Exactly. So there's just a lot of she was tied tied for seventh. There's just a lot of people tied. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people tied in there. Um, so she wasn't out of it, and. But it wasn't looking good because the who was in first coming off of a stellar win was Haley King. So she had momentum, shot mm-hmm. well, threw it well. So you had Haley, Hannah, and Missy tied for first. And Hannah hasn't beaten Kristen this year, but Haley and Missy have. And so it was I, I was kind of nervous and concerned for Kristen, like is she going to be able to kind of put her foot on the pedal and catch up? Um, yeah. Cause she hasn't had to do that yet. 
Um, thankfully for her, she just she played the epitome of like own Scoggins golf, where you just <laughs> don't mess up and get a few more birdies than your competitors. Um, and everyone else was just crumbling under pressure, could not handle the the big stage or something. But the course was yeah. tough. The course was tough. Um, yeah. And she ended looked up like pulling, a course that I would struggle on. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, their, their scores looked impressive to me, truthfully. Um, round one, she went minus three. Round two, she went minus four and jumped up into second place. So nobody really shot much hotter than that. Then round no. three, she shot minus six, which was the hot round. So that put her in first place by two strokes, whereas Henna only shot minus two. Yeah. And then round four, uh, looked a little dicey there to start, this... which she struggled all three, all four rounds in yeah. the first like six holes or so. Yeah. But she ended up shooting minus five that final round. So mm-hmm. I mean, she shot minus six and minus five in the final two rounds to. Clutch it up by a three-stroke yeah. win over Own, who shot minus eight in that final round. Own was on fire. She was that the bogey on thirteen was really deflating, um, coming off what of a, a six birdie streak. Yeah, it was like sixteen or something like well, that. Si- like yeah, down 16, the stretch. Yeah, sixteen was the la- like that put the nail in the coffin <clears throat> that you weren't going to catch her. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was thirteen and then yeah. sixteen. It was yep. just def- it was just deflating, like. You were yeah right there, so close, and then to relieve some stress off of off to, off of Kristen's back. Um, yeah, and she does really well when she's a front runner for sure. Yeah, no, it's uh, I mean, watching Kristen play, and I, I watched more of this tournament than I probably have seen other FPO events this year because yeah. it was the only thing on so I could yeah. actually focus some time towards it. Nothing she does is very flashy. No. And like to say that she's like the greatest, I am almost like I don't know if I believe that. Like she's yeah. been the most dominant this year for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But like what she does is not flashy. It's just consistent. It's clean golf. Yeah. It's Honestly, she plays like Nate Sexton. She keeps in the fairway. She throws great forehands. Yeah. She throws decent back. She puts pretty well. Like she's not the best putter, but she's in the top. She's in the top like five in all statistical categories. Yeah. Forehand and backhand putting. Like all she checks all the boxes. Mm-hmm. But nothing she does is like amazing. Whereas like I remember two years ago, Paige Pierce was just like rashing the field because her backhand was just so dominant over everybody else and her yeah. putting was so dominant whereas like Krista doesn't feel like she's like dominating her opponents she just plays better and more consistent over the long run do I don't you, know is do what you, I'm saying making sense or do it does you it does a lot it does a lot um I just like to poke back and like just make some points across um yeah do you think Paige's dominance because she is one of one of if not the furthest throwing FPO player right she's mm-hmm. she's top five maybe not anymore but with Holland and Ella and like some of these newcomers um and I don't know exactly how the FPO layouts were but I 
Yeah. In in my mind, I'm thinking two, three years ago, there weren't FPO T pads. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a few, but they were playing more yeah. MPO T pads. So it is requiring you to have to throw that 360 to 400 plus type shot. With the current FPO game, they alter a lot of layouts and courses designed specifically for the FPO division, which mm-hmm. has brought the competition to be a lot closer. Like it's not just whoever can throw the Yeah, I see what you're saying. To like just outrun and outthrow everyone. Yeah, like for instance, Waco a few years ago, I just remember Paige, they were playing the the FPO or the MPO layout essentially. Yeah. And Paige was dominating it because she could throw far. Yeah. And so therefore she could gain strokes on those longer holes that other FPO players couldn't reach. Yes. Whereas now they have alternate tees and they have different holes to make it so not every hole is you know three eighty plus. Yeah. But more holes are like two eighty to three thirty. So therefore more FPO players can get the birdie, whereas before it was pretty much just Paige and sometimes Cat. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, I get what you're saying. It just felt like Paige was more dominant. I I'd need to go back she to was. the yeah. statistics, but like yeah, and I would like, like she just like poured up. She was like, now it's like it was, Kristen's the with, just yeah. The thing with her better. She is like Kristen is just like the consistent line, and there's no one that is out there to push her yet, week in and week out on a yeah. day like week in and week out. There's just no one that is at that high like that consistent ceiling or her floor is so much higher than everyone else's. I think that's kind of it. It's yeah. like her floor is better than most, most players like ceiling. Yeah. Um, what Paige did though, like she was the flashier, more explosive draining big putts. Cause she'd have to, she'd do <clears throat> jump putts and have to like, put full body force to get the disc there. Um, Yeah. So she had a lot of highlights, a lot of highlights. Um, With that comes low lights. You're missing a lot of putts. Um, You're not Mm. getting it into circle one. It's like what Kristen does, like you said, sex and golf. It's not flashy. It's just go in, throw the right shot, throw the right disc, make the the putt, get the job done. Yeah. Um, And I would say, after watching this tournament as much as I did, putting is what won it for her. Mm-hmm. She wasn't she wasn't the best putter on the weekend, well, but everyone else that she was going against, like you just know, like she just puts it in the especially basket. Especially poor Hannah. So much. Yeah, Hannah shot even par <laughs> that final round, whereas Kristen shot minus five. five. So going into that round, Kristen only had a two-stroke lead. It was she close. Ended up winning by seven. Yeah, it was. And it t- was close up until nine, or like through yeah through hole nine when Henna missed a shorty and got a bogey. Yep. And Kristen, I believe she birdied nine. She yep, she birdied yep. nine. Yeah. And from then on, Henna, I can't remember her putt before this, but 
for the back nine, she just was airballing Everything. 20, 25 footers. And it wasn't and it even was that. like you could just you could just see the confidence just drop out of her. And it was yeah. like she was throwing decent shots still. Yeah. Well, just, even, that's where like on the, whole the wind fall out of her sails. Yeah, hole 13. Kind of difficult par four. She has a standstill. Uh, was it one of the par fives? She bogey par five. Maybe that was number th- hole three. Um, I think it was hole three. But she's just a standstill from 200 feet and yanks it 20 feet right out of bounds. Like just no excuse sure. to miss that that far and put yourself into yeah. trouble. Which like mm-hmm. we've all been there. We all made yeah. you know nervy throws or whatever. Yeah. But her misses were also for birdies. That was the thing. Yeah. She was putting herself in position to make these birdie putts. Like the yeah. back nine, she only had one bogey. And she missed so many short putts that like yes, I miss short putts too, but like they were We're not pro players. One, she wasn't even drawing metal. Yeah. Yep. It was like, oh dear. Like Yeah. Somebody get this girl a hat that properly fits her head first and then teach her how to putt. Cause Yeah, it's tough. I can't I can't stand the hat over the ears. I don't know. <laughs> Some people have I know when I wear like uh trucker hats, it goes far over my my head. I got a short noggin. Yeah, no, it, it was just funny because you can always tell it's henna because she's got a yeah. pony sticking through the back and her hat pulled down over her ears. Yeah, like, for right. sure. Yeah. But so yeah, either way, it was, it was, it was a fun tournament to watch. Yeah, the course looked awesome. Actually, really tough. I, yeah, like I got a lot of. Like even though there were shorter holes, you had to execute specific shots. Yes. And I wonder how the MPO would do there, but I like I feel like you extended a few of those holes. Yeah. It'd still be tough for the MPO. Yeah. With that yeah, with that layout, they would eat it alive. Um Yeah. But if if you made it longer, I think it but... could still be tough. Like I think there's a lot of those holes there were you could see in the practice round that I watched, they were walking up a ways into the fairway to get to the T. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, they could easily just extend the MPO way back. But yeah. And it's that's, a new course, right? I don't know. I I didn't know anything about the history of the course. Um I believe I believe I remember Erica saying that it was new. Nice. Um, but from what I've seen from the posts from the FPO players. They liked it. They were very appreciative of a course design with the FPO like field as their as their main objective. Um, yeah, it wasn't anyone else. Kind of like it wasn't FPO. It wasn't MPO layout. How do we max out the difficulty? And then, oh, let me just plop a different fairway or different tee pad halfway down a fairway type of thing so right. yeah they're appreciative yeah, of it no, i liked it thought it was good yeah all right so that wasn't the only disc golf that was played this weekend you had the colorado states um i did do you want to take take I... it away or do you want me to ask questions about it um i'll preface it and let you ask questions 
questions along the way. Okay. Um, I am disappointed to report that I did not win the tournament. Uh, I choked in the beginning. Like I was just nervous, hadn't played tournament in a while. And then I just was not executing my timing. And then when I was, I wasn't making the putts. And so it, I couldn't get my rhythm until about like hole 12 or hole 10 of all the rounds. And I turned yeah. it on in the back nine, but I just made so many mistakes in the front nine of the first two rounds that I really just put myself out of position. And then that final round, I was just, I was pushing everything, trying to, you know, score as best I could. Uh, and unfortunately made too many mistakes coming down the stretch. So, yeah. Putting was good, not great, all three rounds, but definitely uh, the story was a slow start followed by too little, too late, kind of. Um, I will say round two, where we played at the the second course, we played Adams, uh, lower Badlands, and then Adams, and then lower Badlands again. Um, when we played at Adams, we had twenty five mile mile an hour plus sustained winds like for the first 15 holes of the course yeah. and granted everybody had to play in that so the people that did well in it you know, props to them um but i had a few very bad putts and very unfortunate rollaways that cost me four strokes on the front nine um yeah. so that was a bit of a bummer and then i turned on in the back nine and kind of was just like, screw it. I don't, I'm so far out of it at this point that like, I've got nothing to lose. And I was just running all my putts and I made a charge in the back nine and shot minus six on the back Yeah, to bring my round to minus three. Uh, is awesome. So I went minus two, minus three, minus three uh, and finished tied for 10th place, I believe. Yeah. That's fine. You know, I no. mean, a lot of good, Amateur players in Colorado. It's a competitive scene for sure. Very competitive, yeah. And when you have a mix of new courses that you don't have a ton of experience on and changing and difficult conditions, it makes it hard. So, like, yeah, you have to have a full, complete, like, confident game to perform well under those circumstances. Yeah. Which I, uh, definitely with, definitely with the slow start confidence kind of dropped, especially in the beginning. So yeah. it was as much a mental battle as it was battling the course for me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But that's, that's golf and you know, I'd like to do better, but yeah. You know, yeah. Slow, slow starts are hard. Definitely showed me what I need to work on this next year. Yeah. Uh, as I want to make the push towards MPO, but I, I definitely still have a lot of room to grow and a lot of uh, clear weaknesses that, you know, some days aren't weaknesses and some days are. And that's the difference between MA1 and MPO is that consistency. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a bigger jump than people think especially to be on a upper half of mpo to me i think yeah. upper be cashing MA, 
yeah, upper MA1 and the bottom MPO, they're the same player. Like it's just someone that wants mm -hmm. to play MPO for a chance of getting money, but to be pushing in Colorado level top 30s, top 20s, you have to have a a very special solid game. Um I mean, yeah. What what's Micah rated? 999 999 and he finished 16th or, or something maybe 12th yeah like that goes to show you the type of like nick hansen who is has been the gatekeeper media camera guy and the monday qualifier man of the year on the pro tour his pro tour mm -hmm. finished tied for 19th oh did he really yes okay. So granted, like obviously that's not up to his standards. He he can does play a lot better than that. Um, but like that goes to show you there are 18 players that finished ahead of him. Well, 16, because tied for 19th, whatever. But there were there were 16 players that scored better than a MPO pro tour like caliber player. Yeah. Like that's that's insane. That's crazy. It is. But you know, it was fun. I yeah. enjoyed the tournament. I enjoyed the courses. Yeah. Uh, definitely challenging distance. Uh, pushing in the first, in the first course, uh, and then the second course, just a battle of the wind. Yeah. And uh, I definitely need to improve my confidence in the wind because i think that was a lot of it too is that i was kind of wishy-washy with what i should do yeah and definitely did not uh throw committed shots on certain holes and therefore made mistakes because of it yeah i like playing in the wind i think it goes back to when and where i started in oklahoma so yeah like, i'm just kind of <clears throat> used to it and i expected it back then and so i do have confidence just like throwing my overstable stuff and like i wind sucks like it's it's not fun but as long as it's kind of consistent it's always there to use so it's like yeah if for us lefties if the wind is going from right to left and you have to throw straight you can't just throw it like your hyzer shot will just get knocked straight down. So it's like use that wind to your advantage any way you can. Um, disc selection. Um, you just got to rip on your overstable discs and be happy throwing it only 300, 320, but accurately. Um, yeah. And I also like it because then my bad putting doesn't get as like magnified because everyone <laughs> sucks at putting in the wind. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh you have a built-in excuse so yeah that's yeah good. That's it's good. great it's great um yeah how was so i've seen like three or four holes of the new lower badlands how's the new design layout hole design like does it favor a certain type of golfer does it favor righty lefty does it favor like does it favor more accuracy? What kind? What type of course is the new Lower Badlands setup as? I'd say it's very fair playing to both 
lefty and righties. Good. So I good. Uh, my buddy that I played the tournament with, with shout out Matt Sanka. Uh, he throws only forehands. Okay. And so essentially, he's a lefty backhand. Yeah. Right. And he was able to to make it work throwing just that know, super overstable stuff versus you know understable stuff on turnover lines. You know, he's able to make it work. Yeah. Um. Obviously, that limited him to be being able to not go for certain holes. Yeah. Compared to others. But as somebody who throws fairly well, both backhand and forehand, um, I was able to kind of pick which I wanted, whichever I was feeling. So like nice. if I wanted to go forehand, I could. If I wanted to go backhand, I could. Um, there are definite OB lines that you have to be aware of. There's wooded holes where if you're not pushing the disc far enough, you're going to be kind of hosing in trouble. Or yeah. if you, you know, are slightly off the fairway, you're going to be in trouble and have to scramble and bogey's going to be best case scenario. Um, and then there's definitely some distant shots too, where you need 450 feet of power to be able to get to the basket. Yeah. Um, you need to make long putts if you can't get there. You know, there, there's, it, it's actually a really good mix and good. the layout has got pretty good reviews from, MPO players that I was talking to as well. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Is that gonna stay? Because they have upper and lower. Um, mm-hmm. Are they gonna kind of keep the lower in that setup to be kind of just like there's just one course there and it's gonna be a more championship style, higher level course, or are they gonna put two back in the ground? So they have on the lower layout. They have multiple pin locations on almost every hole yeah and those pin locations are now permanent nice Nice. so the course itself can be easily adjusted to you know oh we need an mpo event great now we have switch it out lower setup for that oh we have just a local you know flex start or whatever we can move it to a mix or you know shorter pins i want to say there's there's almost two on every hole a couple i think there's only one location yeah. but a couple there's actually three like there's nice. multiple pin locations so uh, my practice round for instance one of them wasn't even in the right spot yet and so when i played it in the tournament i literally threw to the wrong basket on the hole yeah You're like, oh that's farther and I, and I parked it to the old location there you go so i got up there thinking sweet i gotta tap in birdie on hole 15 and oh wait a second then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I had a sixty-foot jumper to the pin. I was like, "Yeah, an idiot." <laughs> yeah, that's all right. And that same hole, I hadn't practiced it to the long pin, and I felt like I needed to kind of overpower something, and I hit first available and mm. took a bogey on it in the third round. So that yeah. was unfortunate, yeah. but it that's is what right. it is. Yeah. Um, Adams Hollow is always windy. They've done a few alterations and adjustments there has how do you feel about those do you like them do you dislike it was it set up in the toughest way possible how is that that course for you uh i really felt confident going into it i played it on the tuesday before and there was like 
let's see. I think I, yeah, I sent you my scorecard. I shot minus 10 and there was like five to 10 mile an hour winds when yeah. I played it. So like, yeah. I played it with wind, but like way easier. Like it's always five to 10 miles in Colorado. Like that's just yeah always how it is pretty much. Whereas this time when we played it, it was sustained 25 mile an hour winds. Like it was, it was just bad. Um, the, the layout is very shreddable, especially for someone who can throw both forehand and backhand. Cause it does play, it does favor, you know, righty, righty backhand. backhand versus yeah. a lefty backhand on a certain hole. So like yeah. being able to throw both ways is helpful. Um, there was only two or three changes to it. And that was hole 10. They made it to a par four as a temporary basket moved way in the back. Um, so you had to kind of make it through the trees and then go way wide to the right and have it crash left. Okay. Um, which it, if you don't get through the trees, you don't have a shot to the basket. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. you can, you can easily, it's an easy par. Like there's no trouble on that hole. Yeah. Other than I missed putt, but it's a hard but birdie. It, it's a very difficult birdie. Um, yeah. And then hole 11, instead of teeing off on like, top of the close hill. to hole 10 yeah, pin basket. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, where 10's basket is, the tee pad's not too far from there. They moved it down and to the left in, in the, the trees yeah. just to keep it um, so you don't get hit. safe from... Yeah, exactly. So it's just a safety measure. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that, that started my birdie streak where I made a nice 30-footer. Nice. And then I missed a 30-footer and I made like four more putts in a row, which was nice. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I miss I miss those Colorado courses. There's There's good ones in that like outer Denver metro area up north. Um, you can get so much like varying shots, distances, just even climates and just like how the course looks itself. Um, so it's cool. I like, I like those courses a lot. Yeah. When I was, when First I was time I ever played at Adams was with you two years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yep. Or No, that was last year. Last year. Yeah, I don't know. Last it feels remember, like a long time ago, there. but it wasn't that long. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, well, hopefully I will do better next time. Yeah, but transitioning right. to somewhat in the bag slash still somewhat disc golf news. You played a tags match yesterday, but we got to go over and... your bag first. Do we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do you first, and then I'll go. Well, I mean, my bag is pretty the bag that I played with anyways was pretty much the exact same as I talked about two weeks ago. Okay. The only difference was that I threw in a color glow or my old Innova color glow FD three. Yeah. Just to be a slightly straighter. Cause I wasn't trusting the mad cat in any wind. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the only real difference in my, in my bag. Um, I leaned on the warbird a lot. That was good. And then the new sea line, color glow fd3 i leaned on those two a lot um and then i threw the mockingbird and the guadalupe a couple of times each and did not throw good shots at them which was that kind of shook my confidence because those had been discs good, that yeah. i really leaned on before and yeah. had strengthened but the curls were working for me the new That's uh, good. alpha curl that i got the x out yeah that one was that was working for me i was throwing like 370 foot hyzers with it so nice. that was pretty sweet that's good yeah i know like 
when I first started, I never had anything that was that understable because there's always wind. And so it's like when you get like an understable disc, I never have confidence throwing it in any type of wind. Like I'd rather just force a more straight neutral disc on Annie if I'm needing a turnover. Um, Like, especially in the headwind. Um, But just like with any wind, I would rather be the one to move the disc than have the disc turning on its own and just be susceptible to the wind. I don't know why, but Mm -hmm. just that's how I learned and that's what I feel comfortable doing. No, valid. I feel the same way. But for me, both those discs are pretty neutral. Yeah. And I just was not getting it. But the curl is, it was super straight. Would maybe get a little turn, but still got a a good amount of fade for me every single time, especially if I gave it enough height and enough hyzer. So that's good. Yeah, it was good. Do you want to go over the new Um, ones that you have or no? Yeah. So uh, now that my tournament season is mostly over, so I think I I maybe have two more tournaments this year, but smaller tier tournaments. Yeah. Um, was kind of messing around with building out different bags just for fun, you know, because that's what we like to do in the off season. And oh, yes. you'll get lots more of that as we uh move forward here. Yes. Um but I had a disc return to me. Oh yeah. As that's right. as well as two new discs to my bag. Well, not even my bag, just for fun, but I had this <laughs> Color Glow C Line FD3 that oh, I lost on hole 16 in, in our practice, practice round at the yeah. toboggan. Uh, and it was like a second shot, too. I think it's like a third I or lost... fourth shot, but yeah. yeah we threw, we exactly, threw a lot. Yeah. We threw a and, lot. But we went back multiple, multiple times, times to that location to try to someone, find this. Someone disc. snagged it. Someone snagged it. They knew someone what it was. Snagged it. They knew what it was. Yep. They took it somewhere they knew this to play. Disc was like seventy five bucks. And guess what? They played with it and lost it themselves. And they lost. Yep. So and some homie, which I forgot his name. I have it somewhere. But yeah. shout out to him. Uh, I think his name's Sean. He found it, texted me, and was like, "Hey, I found your disc." And I about peed my pants. Yeah. I was so excited. I'd be so excited because these discs are so rare. Yeah. Because they don't make them anymore. And yeah. they're just like my favorite run. They're just very they're fun awesome. to throw. Um, and we lo- we're big fans of Color Glow Plastic in this podcast. Uh, and he texted me back and was like, hey, I uh, found your disc. And I was like, dude, can I look? I, I will pay you to ship it to me. I will pay you for your for your troubles. Like, yeah, just I'm so happy to get it back. Like, let me know. Thank you. Uh, and he shipped it to me and then wouldn't accept payment. Didn't send me his info to send him payment. He's like, you know what? Just pass it along. Like do something good for somebody else. Yeah. And I can report that I did because when I played Buck Snort a couple weeks ago, we found a 1991 uh, Putton Approach AVR. Holy crap. That was Eddie Wooters from Fly Greens, one of the owners of Fly Greens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I returned it to him yesterday and his job out dropped off because we had to climb down this canyon and we found the disc down there. And he was like, dude, I, I thought this disc was I, I thought God. I was never gonna see this thing again. And it's a ninety one AVR. Like you're that, 
that's you're paying a hundred bucks to find one of those things or that's you're 32 never years old find one that's how old i am it was made the same year i did exactly crazy crazy that's incredible that's incredible so so that was really cool to get this and then yeah. return that disc back and it was kind of just fun so that's the the disc that's back in my possession and the guy who found it colored on it like he colored in the night because i wiped the stamp <laughs> that's awesome but it but it kind of looks dope like it does look dope it looks cool just he does code in the outline of it and there's still some silver left so that's funny he definitely put some time and effort into this thing yeah. and then he lost it and now it's mine so there you go sucker perfect <laughs> that's awesome um, and then at fly greens i picked up a new arctic fang a nice purple swirl with the Money. blue arctic fang stamp so i love a brand new link and i haven't had a brand new link in a long time so this will be fun to go with my other purple links that I'm going to be putting back with in the nice. bag. So those are fun. And then the disc that I didn't tell you about that I picked up is the new Innova Rolo. Ooh. How's it feel? Uh, Weird. Different. Yeah. But not bad. Yeah. It's yeah. very shallow. It's It's still a little wide. It's not as wide as like a rock or a, yeah or a lion but more than an or origin. an mp3 but more than an origin for sure hmm. it's very shallow it almost feels like leopard-esque yeah i could like not a it, leopard three but like like a six speed it almost feels like a six speed yeah and uh it's got a high shoulder on it yeah because it's so understable on the bottom of the just the like flight flat. plate is yeah very just small because it needs to be that understable that's cool i've thrown it twice i walked 270 feet away from my house yeah and threw it on steep hyzer and just watched it flip all the way up and then get turned and, and finish flat like just very fun to throw nice uh so that's a disc i'm gonna just mess with just for fun because it's yeah. so understable beginner roller disc yeah, I'm sure, like, I'm sure there's a I'm course gonna, or a time or need for one of those. Not as much in Colorado, but yeah. Actually, you know what? Maybe whole five at Prickly Pines or whole four. Whole four at Prickly Pines. Yeah. The, you go up and over the mound. You just throw yeah. this into the, the mound and let it just roll, quick roll over onto it. A roll low. Yeah. That's awesome. Such no, a good name. Such a good name that's for the a disc, disc that's, that's like fun. that, you know? Really. It really is. Like the it is the worst name ever. Yeah, I don't I don't even get me started. They should on have it. called the it the Rolo, but Yeah. Don't even get me started on Innova's namings and how many discs they have that are made for three people in the entire country. <laughs> whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Well, tell us about what you bagged. Yeah. I'm very curious to know because you asked me, do I go Lone Star full bag? Do I go Sportsies? Yeah. Like, what do I do here? And I said LSD, and I haven't heard what you did. So, no, you let's haven't. See what happens. Um, I went in feeling like the least confident I've ever had on a putting green. Um, 
and it did not get better, but I was getting results. I shot five down. Okay. I don't know what the rating of the round was, but like not that that really matters, but it was, it's really, is a good score. Um, yeah. I had seven birdies, two bogeys, and the two bogeys were just like dumb, throw out of bounds, whatever. Um, but I was making a decent amount of putts and you've seen Charles Barkley's golf swing, right? Yeah. I looked like that on the putting green. Like no joke. I had no fluidity. I had no grip on the disc. I didn't know when it was going to come out until my body just like let go of it on its own. And it went in. I have no, I have no idea how I did it. Um, so Sorry to interject. No, you texted fine. me. You texted me about this and sent me a video. Yes. And I said, you know what? Grip the disc with your right hand. Yeah. I did and, that. And put like that. And and you said, you know what? That's actually a really good idea. I'm going to mess with it. And yep. I'll report back. Tried. Yeah. Tried it. Worked for an hour. And then it, <laughs> then it went away. No. <gasps> no. Things go in and out. You know what I'm thinking of oh, doing now? Oh, no. I'm thinking of turning the Putting disc. Putting right-handed? No. Well, that would be better. Upside turning, down? Turning upside down. Upside down, put my thumb in it, and just put it. <laughs> I'm going to get a. I'm gonna get a berg, and I'm going to put the berg upside down. That's the only way I can do get it. Do it. Why clean, not? I know. That's, like, I'm looking at bergs now. So, yeah. Um, there's, there's let's just, see. There's nothing. What about, what about doing a scuba putt? I thought of that. I'm pretty good at it. Just them. like that's where I just total like, full unconventional like yeah scuba putt or because like Tur- putting like putt. this way is so yeah it's actually fine but like it's fine and if I got like a really? I'm gonna try okay. it with different discs that I have um because like yeah what were it, you putting with the pure or the cash or the inner core inner core put it with inner cores okay. It was work. It was working. It was good. It just went in. Just, <laughs> you made them. I went. I made a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. That was oh, probably dear. the best. Other than my two, and they weren't even that errant. One of them, I overshot like my landing zone, and I just unlucky skip out of bounds. And then a the second one, I just wasn't smart with my disc selection and it stuck on a green instead of skipping off of it a fast driver Mm. like shouldn't have done that um but other than two like errant throws that was one of the best throwing rounds i've had uh, in a really long time which is what i do like i do a decent amount of field work i like throwing it far and i executed it really really well and it was my up it was my up shots like my 300 foot to like 280 to 310 foot approach shots were absolutely money and they put me inside a C1 15 feet for all of my birdies <laughs> i had to, i had two longer ones but like i was getting yeah no, i was great. getting right there so i didn't have to make that many putts um so my bag was I didn't even throw all my frisbees, but I had intercore putter for, for putting, mm-hmm. 
inner core throwing and but i never i didn't use that one and then esp zone okay. and i've been using those four discs every monday for the last like month on my way to uh, at school because i have a disc golf course at my at my school so but those four i have two inner core like putters one throwing yeah okay. blue okay. one cool. and then what yeah so i have the four um yeah I two have, molds four discs yeah really comfortable throwing those a lot played with them a lot i love them um and then going up from there oh kind of i had the copperhead keep that kept that in the bag um i like mm -hmm. it. it i could take it out for my couch drop but i don't need to it's the same thing does the same job um Dude, my mine is so straight now i can't even trust it yeah i i do it for like i really I put, light i put my new one in or my other one in the bag because yeah. i needed just like a, a freshie yeah i don't like i use it for that straight shot that like doesn't go very far but i also like it for the um like touchy nose up like slight flexy like forehand just like a little like a, a frisbee toss so just like turns and then like it'll self-correct just land flat yeah um no I, like I, I tried to throw i tried to throw it flat and let it naturally like flat and hard and let it naturally turn yeah and i gave it, it, it a little mm -hmm. bit of angle and it just turned all the way over and yeah. i i threw it in the water on one hole and threw it straight into a tree on another one and i was like this is like yeah I, I can't trust it anymore. Yeah, my yeah, mine is the baseline V two or V one. I'm not sure, but it's it's not like it'll flip up to flat and just kind of stay flat the whole time. Um, and if I give it enough height, we'll finish at the end, but not hard in any way. Um, yeah. and then three mid ranges. I put a dune in, but I never used this. Nice. Uh, Texas Ranger, and then the midi, which was my yeah. You you've been loving that midi. It was my workhorse. It got me three birdies, put me under the basket. That was my one I used from like 280 to 310, um, just too far for a zone. And it was just yeah, throw it out there hard and flat and just watch it. Just It, it coasts in. It doesn't dive and doesn't skip. Um, mm -hmm. Like it just works itself back to the right, which I love. It's just so workable. Um, nice. And then I had three explorers but i didn't throw my yellow one i had a burst lucid not lucid burst um fusion burst yeah 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 and then i had a moonshine one which is like a really stable yeah it's stable so it's really good i like it kind of like a shorter firebird um yeah it's like i love it then i got the the lots through nice. that once uh mockingbird through that a couple times i like it i had a really good throw with it um and then i had a vandal for a roller disc but i never threw a roller so those are my fairways mm -hmm. oh and i had the um what's the overstable the stall is that the overstable yeah yeah yep i i want to come back to this like that section of discs the like overstable fairway and like what is the quintessential like everyone will say a firebird like 
some of them are really stable. Some of them are like straight. It's like, what do you want that disc to do? Because like for me, the hand feel, the flight of the stall is just like, it's everything I want in that overstable fairway. It's not. It's, it's the are very smooth, but it's still very stable. It's very stable. It has no sharp edges, so it feels really comfortable in my hand. Like, yeah, and it's not it come. It comes out like it doesn't like hurt coming out, kind of. No, and it's not flat top. It's it's rounded. But yeah. you can it's, it's I got can still throw, yeah I can still throw it forehand like obviously like it's just comfortable, mm-hmm. um, but it's like, it's a workable overstable where you know it's always gonna come back. But like, I think of like the Sex and Firebird or my, um, what's the infinite the not Emperor the scepter scepter, like, it's too straight in its mid flight and then it just like crashes hard at the end i don't want that too yeah i want it kind of you want you want that pushing hyzer the whole way turning the whole way without crashing at the end um interesting so i'm really like i just love it it just works so good and i want to see if there's anything else out there that like i should try compares or could work in that that type of realm of disc yeah um well, in that same vein, I want to try the scepter and I want to try the uh, felon because I've never thrown a felon. Really? Yeah. Mm. They're nice. And I've thrown a scepter, but like looking at Infinite's lineup, I'm like, yeah, I really want to, really want some scepters. The scepter's freaking sick. Um, but, I like it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I want to try the felon and I want to try the orbit felon and I want to try the Saki felon. Like, I, there's a I want to try a bunch of felons. Yeah, the Saki. So felon, it's like I need I need yeah. to find someone that can has trade or hook me up. You know yeah. what I mean? The Saki felons, I hear not so much like mixed emote, but like there are certain runs that are just like actual beefcakes, and then there are some that are just like a normal, a normal felon, felon, like straight with yeah. the finish at the end. Um, but I felt the new like moonshine orbit ones. I don't think they're Gavin Rathbun. But they might they might be someone's tour series or not, but like they felt fantastic. They felt like the new sex mm. and firebirds. Like they were dope. And they glow. So like yeah. I definitely wanted to try one of those too. Like that would be something I'd be interested in. Um as well. But yeah, I, I, it, everyone has that overstable fairway. Um nine speed. Yeah. And I just want to kind of find what which one works best for me because i have a few of them like i have yeah. fd3 i have a felon i have the scepter i have a raptor i have a firebird i have the stall so like i have every one i just want to an fx2 i just want to go back out there and like try oh, them yeah. Like, yeah. try them try them again to see do a full-blown comparison yeah like just which one yeah. that sounds works. like a fun off-season activity especially yeah where you can throw all year round down in SoCal and have relatively the same weather. Yeah. It's, it's Whereas for me, I might, I might have a day that's like 65 in December. And then the next mm-hmm. week it'll be like 35. A, week, a, you know? a foot of snow. Yeah. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, driver, so that's fairways and then drivers. Yes. Drivers. I had three destroyers. 
G Star, two G Star, and one Color Glow. Dope. Oh, nice! It's dope. And then, yeah. and those they just all just a tick tick tick, a little bit more stable. And then I have an Emperor, which is really close to the Color Glow Destroyer. Like I, I probably could have done like taking a Destroyer out or take the Emperor out, but I want to give it a chance. I lo- love it. It's a great disc. It's super fun to throw. Good. Yeah. Good. And then I had the Warbird, but it wasn't windy, so I didn't eat it. So nice. I went. It, the Warbird's so stable, dude. It's good. Yeah. And it's like comfortable. I threw it. Oh, um, there was a whole whole four. They moved the pin back for us at Lower Badlands. Okay. And it was like a, it's like a 480 foot downhill, like subtle downhill not like steep downhill but just like yeah it, it probably like, go, goes downhill like 10 degrees downhill yeah yeah it, yeah uh, that might even be too much but like gradual yeah so not not crazy downhill uh the kid who won the tournament he threw a wave the first round and he heiser flipped it and got this late turn out of it and yeah then it finished straight and he was like 15 feet from the basket. It was nice. the best shot in that hole. And in my practice rounds, I threw Mockingbird and I just threw it straight and I was playing for par. And the second, the I guess the third round, second round at lower, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just throw a flex forehand and I'm going to put a lot of ante on this thing. And I'm just going to trust that the Warbird's going to fade out of this piece because you have to hit a double Mando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it there's like trees on the left and it goes down to the right. It's it's a very tough hole. Yeah. Um, and I threw the warbird on like not quite 45 degrees, but I put it on a lot of Annie. Nice. And I just forced it over, made the double mando. It panned all the way over to the right to where we couldn't see it anymore because it was hidden behind a clump of trees. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, last second we see it yeah. just skip, skip out. And I was like 45 feet. And that's it was, awesome. I was I was like that's the best throw I'm ever going to have on this hole. Yeah. And then I chained out. I was so close to making that, but I chained out from 45. Yeah. Standstill putt, not, not a step putt. And then I left myself a 25 footer coming back and thankfully made that. Nice. That was good. Nice. Yeah. So but, yeah, the yeah. Warbird is so beefy, dude. It's like, good. It's good. If it's any so, of you, it's it, so yeah. trustworthy. If any of you are looking for that special Calvin destroyer, that, overstable force that just stock overstable disc that you want to get your hands on try a warbird it'll do the job for you um try the yeet i have the drew gibson one and they, they it's great feel good like the the hand feel is very solid feels yeah. very similar to a, a destroyer it is just maybe a slight more more consistent dome on every run Whereas like destroyers, you can get flat ones and domey yes. ones and whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a good disc. Yeah, so I felt very confident in my my discs, in my disc selection, my shot shaping, my distance control. Like I was throwing the disc very well. I was happy with them. I like having a mixed bag. I also like having one manufacturer, so I can't choose all. 300 of my frisbees that I have sitting, sitting up in the garage. So I like the simplicity of kind of choosing one manufacturer, but I enjoy having the freedom and experimenting. 
but I do know that kind of eventually hurts my game in the having different levels of wear and plastics of disc yeah. to have hand feel um, consistency, but I'm not a touring pro. I like to throw a bunch of Frisbees. I don't have to worry about performance like to enjoy disc golf. So the more I get to throw, the better. Yeah. We're very much amateur hour still on this podcast, but uh, that's, that's why, that's why we started it was to talk about different Frisbees. And we that's what uh, moving into the off season, we're already building. I mean, we're not quite in the off season yet, um, but as we're coming up to USDGC and then the pro tour finale, after that, we're going to have a, a couple month gap where we're just going to be talking about different types of Frisbees. So talking yep. manufacturers, talking discs, talking disc selection, talking hypotheticals, building bags uh we're gonna get into all that fun stuff that uh we started the podcast for so yeah it'll be a good time for sure move moving into what are we looking forward to that is honestly one of the things that i'm looking forward to coming up this off season is kind of just talking discs again um the other thing i'm looking forward to is throwing this rollo i think that'll be fun and then uh i also forgot to shout out my boy matt sonka for hooking me up with this ricky waisaki raptor legs pig that ricky signed at usdgc two years ago in 2021 that's dope so he just gave this to me said happy birthday you'll appreciate this more than i will and i was like i i feel i feel bad accepting this but 100 percent, i will so yeah this thing's pretty cool and I'm excited to uh, to throw some some new discs. Yeah, it's gonna be fun off season, but we're not quite there yet. We have USDGC and the women's throw pink coming up next weekend. Um, so next weekend, tune in to our episode. We'll do a, a nice little preview of that and recap that in the uh, next few episodes. Um, share this with your friends. Leave us a like, and we'll finish it off with what we're looking forward to this week. Unless that is what you just did. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Just throwing some some new discs. Uh, looking forward to throwing this Rollo. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, getting out there and just testing the boundaries a little bit. Nice. Uh, I am looking forward to my birthday next week. Whoop. Yeah. So turning the any fun special plans for your birthday? No. Um, well, I'm gonna go to Red Robin with my son on Tuesday. There you go. And then I have class that night, so I don't even get to spend time with my wife, but we'll do something on the weekend. Um, it's been really nice to not have a weekend job, so I get to go do like fun basic white girl fall stuff. <laughs> which is target it's fun pumpkin yeah. patch we went uh apple picking two weeks ago and then we went to yeah, the zoo that. last week so it's fun yeah there you go yeah no enjoy it while you got one kid and it's easy to just monitor yeah. and 
Like, yeah. all right, here, you take the kid. All right, I'll take the kid. You know, yeah. it's, it's very yeah. easy when it's just one. You pass it back and forth. So yeah, I have enjoy that, to... doing all the fun activities while you can. For sure, for sure. So, all right, thank and everyone for... for one kid. So oh much easier too. Yeah, way less stuff. Yep. So, cool. It, thanks. It's fun. It's worth thanks it. for listening, everyone, and uh, we look forward to hanging out with you guys next week as we preview USDGC. Let's do it. Let's out. See ya.